episode recapping the game for the first time with a bears win in four weeks guys we got a week 10 victory against the detroit stinking lions we got a 20 to 13 win first shout out of the night goes over to our main guy here brandon you were the closest to the score on the night there my friend you had 17 13 and a stinker we were close but as always guys here at on tap sportsnet i'm officially going to do this tonight that's going to be a crack em. For a Bears win, yeah, we still suck. But as always, guys, I'm your host tonight, Premier Amp, joined by Beat On 300 and Mr. Ethan Wiles. Brandon, how was your day? Well, I do owe a lot of people uh, around 993 points because I guaranteed it by a thousand. But a win is a win, and we are back in the win column. I won't necessarily say we're back yet, but we have made it to the graphic of the on the hunt teams in the playoff race. Oh, boy. Trickery hey, out of find it. We are, we are the la- probably the last team on the graph, but we are here, baby. Oh, boy. And and with that note, let's kick it over to Ethan. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, it's a good day, good win. Um, you know, I saw a lot of promising things. A lot of things need to be worked on as well, but, uh, you know, a lot of promising things from the offense today. Three touchdowns from Trubisky. Uh, just going to throw that out there. Uh, I would call it for 200 for two. Uh, it was 27 yards off the 200 yards, but uh, I'll take the three touchdowns today. Uh, but, yeah, still a lot to work on, uh, but it's good to get a win. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take the win, guys. Um, but with this win, guys, comes the uh, unfortunate news of the, as of right now, it seems like the loss of Danny Trevathan for the season, that, that picture and that video going back and seeing it was not very pretty. Um, His left arm bent a direction that an arm is not supposed to go. Um, The report was he left in a sling, even though he was very highly optimistic leaving the stadium today, he will be getting an MRI tomorrow. So we will be sure to update people on that front. Um, It's a big loss. Um, But in the wake of that, um, you know, we'll get into it. There was somebody that stepped up and stepped up in a big way. And uh, from here, you know, going forward, guys, let's get right into it. Um, Game started off not great. Um, You know, we kicked it off to Detroit. They just walked down the field on us. I was like, oh, great. We're making Ty Johnson look like a pro bowler right now. 
who they then lost for the rest of the game later on. Um, plus side was, though, as we stated in the preview game, we are a bend but don't break defense. They only allowed the field goal to go into that uh, you know, first couple minutes, which they took off about seven minutes in that drive uh, to go up 3-0. Um, guys, could you fill me in, though? Um, after Detroit's first drive, do we all know what Chicago did when they came out? Three and out, baby. Absolutely. I, um, I, actually, it was, I actually turned to my boss and I had, we would go out of business if we had three and out shots like you talked about. Yeah, yeah, it was not uh, not great. I was sitting on the hot mic call with uh, Buzz, and uh, I looked right at him, and I said, well, Bears are getting the ball. I said, you know what's going to happen? And he goes, three and out. And I said, you got to be absolutely right on this one, which they did. Um, you know, so yet again, Pat O'Donnell had a busy day with these three and outs today. Um, really, after that, it was kind of a lackluster first quarter still. Um, you know, the, the Detroit got the ball back after that three and out. They held on to it for quite some time. They left three minutes on the clock, which is when the Bears finally got the ball back, which, shockingly enough, at that rate, they finally did not go three and out. They got they got a first down on that drive walking into the second quarter, uh, which we'll go right into here. You know, they get the ball. They, uh, they got a first down, but shortly after decided, you know what, they didn't want the ball anymore, so only a whopping 12 seconds into the second quarter, they gave Detroit the ball right back. Um, you know, the, the defense though, guys, how did you feel after that first drive about the defense kind of going into the second quarter? I thought it was the same song and dance. I thought we were about to have them out on the field for 40 minutes again. Obviously the lions, you know, having Dredger school in there did not have their offense up to par, but they were able to move the with relative ease on that first drive. They didn't see that success for the rest of the, for the rest of the game, but you know, in my opinion, the defense, they held solid. And even, you know, towards the end of the game, on that late touchdown drive, you know, I, I still thought that they were going to remain remain tough and not give up that touchdown. But we'll get into that later because I have plenty of words on that touchdown. Yeah, for me, I think it had something to do with the fact that it was kind of a last minute. I shouldn't say a last minute, but, you know, you're preparing all week for a guy like Matthew Stafford, and then you go into it facing a completely different guy like Jeff Driscoll, who, you know, is, is clearly not Matthew Stafford. So, um, you know, maybe a little mix of didn't know what to expect from the Lions offense with a backup quarterback on the first drive um, mixed in with the fact that it was, you know, the, an Eagles game hangover where we're letting opposing offenses drive down the field on us seven minutes at a time. Uh, no, I mean, it, like you said, we have a bend but don't break defense, and uh, it's hard to, you know, face it off one drive. So uh, I think they played well today. Um, but, yeah, just little Eagles hangover slash uh, dealing with the guy who you haven't really studied all week. You know, yeah. and oh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say, too, one thing that I did not touch on and I should have thrown in my piece this morning was is Jeff Driscoll is actually a pretty mobile quarterback. So Absolutely, he up, and, he and he's a strong carries for 37 yards. Yeah, he he has prototypical pro quarterback frame. So, I mean, coming out of Florida, he was, you know, when he went to Cincinnati, obviously they had, you know, Dog, plans man. of him. Yeah, well, they're a shitty franchise, but they I have potentially seen, you know, they, they gave him his run last year. That was his do die chance to see where they were at with Andy Dalton. That was his chance. So. He's a little bit of, you know, we don't want to see him be a journeyman, but, uh, you know, unless he can make do with his backup role in Detroit, he's probably going to be a career journeyman. Yeah, and you know what, though? I, I'll say this front. Like, I, I didn't start this at 
you know, to start the gate, you know, uh, start the show tonight. But it was tough to see that, you know, Stafford missed his first game. And what was it that they said? 130 something odd games or something. That's the first time since like 2011 that he's missed a game. Um, you know, it, it's it was nice to know that we didn't have to deal with them because I think this game would have been a whole different story. We would have lost for fight. sure. But I knew coming into this game that when I was like, oh, I didn't even know they had Driscoll, to be honest with you. Um, but when I heard the name, I was like, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to fade this guy. This guy is not something that you're going to sleep on when you want to sit there and try and compare a guy like him to, uh, you know, a Chase Daniel. He's I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't want to see him as a journey backup man, but he can be a threat because he's a big pro. Like you said, prototypical quarterback. He can move. You saw today there were several times that people missed tackles on him. He's a big body guy that can move through the line, and it was a threat, and you saw that. And I, I actually fully agree with you, Ethan, on the the front of it. It was kind of like an Eagles hangover on that first drive, but um, it was early on, too. I don't remember exactly when it was because now that I'm looking at it, um, was it in the first quarter we lost Trevathan, I believe, right? It was relatively Yeah, it was early. relatively early. Yeah, so, but, you know, that was, you know, to touch on that topic real quick again is that that hurts. It, it really does. And I'm going to dive more into that after we recap this because there's some stuff I want to talk about this. But, you know, after that, they really kind of got their footing under them for the defense. They started slowing them down. The offense still wasn't helping them. Um, they had another drive that came up right after the Detroit's three and out where the Bears um, – you know, they almost went three. They technically went three and out because they committed a penalty on a third and one, uh, go figure, and then had a third and six. And, you know, obviously that didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, and they had a couple more. Then they finally got Detroit near the end, like near the end of the second quarter here. They went up six nothing. Uh, this was the drive, though, of the game for the Bears in a sense was the long game. You know, it was, it was led them into the, the half almost. Um, we started this drive off, guys, and I just had a couple issues when they were getting to these points and they've got these short yardage plays and they're not running Montgomery and they're trying to get cute with these passes. And there were a couple plays again today that made me happy where we weren't running Tariq up the middle. You were throwing tosses to him and, and sweep, you know, and stuff like that and, and uh, the screens. So there was a little bit better on the play calling aspect of it. There was, you know, on this drive, it was nice to see. They moved the ball pretty well. I felt like this was a heavy drive to Allen Robinson uh, at the same time. But then this was the one with the uh, the fade route to the corner, or, you know, post route to the corner for Ben Broniker, guys. We didn't even mention Adam Shaheen was act- uh, a healthy scratch today. And Ben Broniker, great. Ethan, shut up. Um, I don't know what the hatred is for, for Mr. Uh, Adam Shaheen. There's no problems. Um, but I want to say that right there, that play was a good play call. They talked about it post game where it was a matchup they had saw all week that they wanted. And it was a good throw from Mitch. I will say that it was one of his good throws and it was a great catch by Broniker. Can I also, can I also point one thing out too? That I said Broniker was going to score at some point this season. I also said he wants to, but. No, uh, Broniker did not go directly to Instagram after the games. He is a lunch pail guy. He is what Chicago is all about. He's not Adam Shaheen. 
he is our new number two tight end. And I'm number two. No, he ain't number two, baby. We gave him. Not read my Twitter. Oh, you got well. Yeah, I mean, if Trey, yeah, he's if number Trey, one. If Trey, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, we'll give him one he's now because Trey Burton, Trey Burton, just he's just dealing money from us at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that's unfortunate. I mean, he what did he have like a catch today? So so good for him. I mean, but yet again, another. I don't even think he my, had. He that, I, I think he popped across my screen at times. Yeah. I think he well he, the closest he got was the one that was on the, oh, the sideline. Right. I don't even think. Yeah, that he was had one pass thrown to him. Yeah, you're couple, right. Couple, I was couple say. targets. He had one target. Yeah, I want right. to say too. You know, back. You know, real quick before we get back to it. You know, important stat of the day: Pat O'Donnell nine punt, Mitchell Trubisky zero arm punts. So if we can get out of a game with Trubisky throwing zero arm punts, I am fully on board with that. That's good. I'm I'm glad you're positive about that one, Brandon. Um, but you know. Looking at this here, this was a good drive. This got the Bears pretty much into halftime. It gave Detroit a little bit of time. They were going to try to do something. Um, it was just a weird drive that they put together. They came out, they ran it, then they took a timeout with 12 seconds, and then they Driscoll ran out, and then they still ran again for another like six yards. And I was like, what was the plan there? Like they acted like they were going to do something, but I was like, just take the knee and go into halftime. It was just a weird setup. So going into half, it was still like, I honestly, they were up seven to six, but I was like, I don't feel like they're winning. I feel like this is shit right now. I don't know what is going on um, at, at all. I mean, it wasn't pretty. I'm glad they went in with a little bit of a positive vibe, though, for once after some decent throws by Mitch. So what was your guys' thoughts going into halftime? I thought Ethan was going to go, but go ahead. I, I honestly, in my opinion, I thought it was time to step on their throat. I... Knew it was going to be an ugly second half, and I know that our offense doesn't necessarily have the firepower. And for whatever reason, I mean, maybe it's, it's our offense being as anemic as it was, but that Lions defense was a lot better than they have all season. So I thought this was a game they had a chance to run away with, and we gave the Lions every opportunity to get back in this game. So going into the half... You didn't feel great. I, I thought they were going to be able to do it, but... You know, knowing the Bears that we've seen this season, I was like, all right, well, at least this time we're ahead. But we've seen that, you know, week in and week out where it's just, it's never guaranteed. None of it is guaranteed. Last year, you're like, oh, we're just going to steamroll to this. You know, there's no way we're going to we're gonna drop this game. This year, we are scratching and clawing for every inch on offense. And the defense, they didn't have, you know, they weren't out there as much as they usually are today. And they did, you know, they did hold very well, I would say. And, you know, a guy that we need to talk about is Nick Kotowski. You know, he he had, what was it, nine tackles and an interception on the day. And he was coming in, you know, to fill in for Danny Trevathan. So talk about next man up. That That's a guy who definitely should have gotten the ball today. Uh, for, well, yeah, I agree, first of all. I mean, he's a, a, a big household name here for me. I, I like him. Uh, but uh, going back to the offense or going back to the first half, uh, I thought it was typical. Uh, seven to six you know you kind of at this point it's like a seven to six you kind of expect it at the end of the first half uh yeah I can't really say if I was excited or disappointed or not I think like I said it's just kind of typical so you're kind of just waiting for the second half to start and see what the second half brings I take it quarter by quarter at this point you know if uh oh geez you break it down even more than they do they go game by game (laughs) you know I mean 
it's hard to you get excited for games. I'm I, I get excited waking up on Sunday knowing the Bears are going to be on, but uh, you know, seven to six at halftime, there's really not much to to be like too excited about. But like Brandon said, you're going to the half with the lead for the first time in a, quite some time. So. Yeah, and it was kind of funny because, like, when I saw the score and I'm sitting there and I'm laughing, you know, and, and the first thing that happens in the back of my head is, and it's going like this, it's just chirping. All I hear is Brandon's voice going, this fucking game's a stinker, bro. This game's a stinker, bro. And I'm sitting there <laughs> just laughing. I knew you'd get I, I knew told you'd you, I told you it was going to be I know, and I, I know, and we actually said that. I said that to Buzz today, and I was like, man, he's right. I was like, and I knew it wasn't going to be great, especially after hearing Driscoll was going to be there. Um. But let's go forward here, guys. You know, we get into the second half. It's the, the Bears start with the ball. So it was kind of nice to see that. This they this time, though, they come out um, and Mitch fumbles the ball. So you go, oh, God damn it. Thankfully, he got his own fumble recovery because it was one of those where you're like, typical Bears here. We're going to come out flat again. Um, but then they hit a big play. They hit a big play to Allen Robinson uh, right off the bat after that fumble. And then... Short while later, they commit a pass interference, uh, which gets the Bears within great field position. And this is when, and it was kind of confusing during the game because they called it as a as a run touched, a rushing touchdown, but it was later reversed into a throwing touchdown for Mitch, which was a great play design for for once. Like we've talked about, this is what they do. You know, they get the they get Tariq Cohen out in space quickly, dr- drop the ball off into him, and guess what? All he's got to worry about is outrunning a linebacker. And if a linebacker is already not on him, he's going to be, that guy's going to be in trouble. So it was a great play design there. What did you think about Did that give you a little more hope than um, once you saw the touchdown? Cause I won't mention what happened next. Did you have a little I, I more? I, I want to say, like you mentioned having Brandon in the back of your head, uh, you were in the back of my head all day when Tariq Cohen would bounce it outside because all I remember from, uh, last week was get Tariq Cohen outside, get Tariq Cohen to go to the outside. And that's what they did with him today. You touched right. on it earlier. I was going to, I was going to break in and talk about it then, but I figured we'll save it for later. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I had you in the back of my mind all day with Tariq Cohen going to the outside. But it, all worked. I heard all day. It, it did work. It did. Worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and then go ahead, Brandon, cause I'm sure you got something on this front. I was at work and I told everyone at work, I was like, the bears are going to win by a thousand today. <laughs> second that touch, second that touchdown happened, I go the floodgates opening. They're about to put it on them, and then of course they score one more touchdown game. So yeah, I looked like a fool. Where we all looked like a fool, guys, is the Bears go up thirteen to six, and they could have really started to put the game away. Seriously, but I was expecting, Darryl. I was expecting Ethan's, I was expecting Ethan's Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. I was like, oh shit! I was like, yeah. he's gonna be right six. He's gonna go for six today. So like we were saying, you know. After that touchdown, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, Eddie missed his extra point in that one, which we'll get into like later on on how this could have affected the game. But in the long run, Detroit comes out, guys, into the next drive. They don't even get a chance at three and out because Jeff Driscoll decided to throw it right into the hands of Ethan's guy, Mr. Nick Quinkowski, who came into this game after a nasty injury, like we said, and and, and balled out, guys. Um you know, it, it was a great game for him. I do think that if he wouldn't have picked it, Fuller was right behind him. And don't even get me started about that guy today because he pissed me off. Um, but how did you feel about that? You know, uh, like you said, you know, next man up mentality. You already said it kind of like Ben Broniker doesn't go to IG and post, man. 
he comes in, punches in, hard hat, lunch pail, kind of bowl style type thing, you know, last, you know, last several years. I feel like Kwiatkowski's the same way, man. Comes in and just works I, hard. Yeah, he's been around for a while, too, so. Yeah, uh, contract year. He's he's been a guy who's been through the or knows the organization and has been through the ups and downs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, good, the bad, the indifferent. Yeah, he he just he came out today. Uh, he's a good guy to plug in there too if someone gets hurt. We saw it earlier in the year. Uh, I think he, this is a guy that'll come to work every day, like Brandon said, and 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 ready to work. Uh, because we've got a good stretch of games here. But I like him. I like the fact that we have him as a backup role, and now obviously we'll be in the starter role. It's a good guy to have. It's a good guy to uh, you know to keep in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brandon, what was your thoughts after all that? I was hyped because that's a guy you know that me myself being everyone's favorite backup linebacker. When you get your shot, <laughs> when you get your opportunity, you got to go out and you got to get nine tackles you gotta and make an interception. It. You know why? Because those opportunities are few and far between. He is not you know this stretch run that he gets right here is essentially his second draft. Because if he doesn't get it right, you know, not to say that he's going to get cut from the Bears, but if he gets this right, he can land himself a starting job. If he doesn't get it right, he could, you know, be a potential career backup. And for Kwiatkowski, you know, you you see it's an interesting thing with Trevathan's contract coming up this year to see if he provides, you know, at least, you know, some of the things that Trevathan can do. Obviously, he is no Danny Trevathan, but he is very capable of, you know, manning that mic spot. So it'll be, it'll be interesting coming down the stretch, seeing what the Bears will do moving forward. I personally would keep Trevathan, and if Kwiatkowski plays good enough, keep him as well. Well, you especially know, it, with you, go got a guy, you got a guy like Leonard Floyd who has been very, very overrated this year, has not performed as well as we'd all like. So, it's, you know, it's good to keep that guy around. Like you said, Brandon, it's, a, it's an audition for him. Uh, you know, we very well could find him in the starting lineup next year. You know, and, and you bring up Leonard Floyd, which is somebody I want to talk about. And because he shows up when he when you least, you know, expect it and when you least need it. He shows up in the games, too, that you're just like, can't you do this all the time? He comes out and he, you know, he flashes money signs when he beats up on the Packers. And you're like, great. But can you do that for me 15 other games in the year? No, you don't. You just do it, well, 14, because you do it only against the Packers. But, so after that interception, guys, it was a nice drive. Bears come right out. They get a stupid run, by the way. Stupid fucking run with Taylor Gabriel. Pissed me off. Um, And then they start going, okay, we'll run it with Montgomery a little bit here. And then comes, right after that, comes the 24-yard touchdown pass to Taylor Gabriel. The Bears go up 19 to six, Eddie P finally makes his field goal or his extra point, and now we're up twenty. Uh, twenty to six. This is where it hurts, though. You should have been up twenty-one without that other missed extra point. Um, where it comes down later, you know, Detroit scores again, and, and they get the score to thirteen to twenty, and they shouldn't have really ever had a shot. It should have been, you know, it, it should have been a, I guess, a slight chance with a touchdown and a two-point conversion at that point. But I would rather take that opportunity than. You know, the touchdown and extra point, um, which thankfully did not happen. Um, but you know what? The it just best... comes down to you got to go out and do your job. And it's, right. And, and, and I don't and, and it's going to sound tough and it's going to sound harsh. And yes, we still won today. Go out and kick the ball between the damn uprights. Right. I don't, I don't other, care what anyone says. Go ahead. There's other elements that piss me off. You're up and they're up at one point, And Matt Nagy's still getting cute throwing the ball. And it's like. 
You know, it was after they're up 20 to 6, you're up 14 points, man. Run the fucking well, that, ball. The pro- yeah, that, go ahead. And I feel, I feel they got very conservative at the end of the second half. Like, they were trying to preserve the lead and not try to just, like, try to build on to right. it. That's and how I took away the second half. Of so, the, I'm just – hold on one second. I'm going to cancel everything else we talk about because we all know what happens here. You know, Detroit goes down in the fourth quarter and scores. And this is what Ethan's talking about. So the game obviously ends 13 to 20. We were going to take the win. But I said this, you know, during the game too. Don't play prevent. I don't want to see prevent. And I don't want to see playing off all this distance. There was one play specifically that pissed me off. And that was um, Fuller was playing. They needed, it was like a second or a third and seven. And if Kenny Galladay would have been smart enough, Kyle Fuller was playing 10 yards off of him on a fucking Seven yard, all they needed was seven yards for a first down, and he's playing 10 yards off of him. All he needed to do was hit a curl route on his ass, and he would have had a first down by a mile. The thing with that, and I and they missed him on a slant. I referenced it before in a previous episode, but I read an article earlier in the year that Pagano was very free with Kyle Fuller this right. year and letting Kyle Fuller do it. There was some times today where he was on the pass, like he was on the ball, he was reading the throw, coming in hot. There but then the there were times there. he was early. Right. He almost right. had he almost had a pick today. And then he gets yeah, beat up. Yeah, counts gets, horseshoes and hand grenades. And then he got wasn't he got beat on the touchdown to to Galladay. Yes, yes, he looked like so, a fucking fool with his pants caught down. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little was a, handsy, a little handsy on Galladay's uh, part. No, it, it Brandon, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on that front because it was a little handsy, but nothing that should have made Kyle Fuller trip over his own goddamn feet and fall in front of him. I mean, the way, gonna... with the way we pay him, yeah. You it like to see easy. you like to see a nice little bailout illegal use of the hands flag. Yeah, but we got so many bailouts today from the zebras. There were like four fucking face masks that should have been called on us, and they didn't. There call was them. quite a few missed holds though, too, on the Lions side. Like the Lions were holding the shit out of Khalil Mack all. Well, yeah, but it happens all the time. So what? What's the difference? And I'm just saying a face mask is more egregious. I'm saying these these were basically damn near face mask like holds. Like these were egregious holds in front of the refs that they missed. Right, and, and that's fine. You know, there was the one they didn't miss on on Floyd, which is fine. But there's one there's one play I want to talk about really quick, guys, before we dive into the you know everything after the game here. The one play that I was the most excited about, and, and this was actually way before everything happened today. Um, the Bears always post uh, some videos on YouTube. They do like the Bears buzz, which is like a, they, you know, like it's a hype video kind of thing. But then they also do like a player profile every time. And today's player profile was Allen Robinson. And I watched his video and he talked about trying to lead by example. And I was like, yeah, I could totally get it. You know, I could totally see that. And he does. And I, I bring that up. Because when Mitch threw, I think it was either his first or it was on the third touchdown. One of the first people to run up to Mitch after the touchdown was Allen Robinson to congratulate him. That is the, that is the shit I like to see. And, and it's not towards Mitch. It's towards the fact that you don't always need to be a vocal leader to be a true leader. And Allen Robinson is the epitome of a true of a true leader and, and I'm glad to have him on this team. And I hope this team can do something for him because he deserves a lot of shit, especially after watching his video for what he does for a lot of people. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I just, I like hearing that too, especially just with the critics talking. I mean, you, you read all the BS and the, the media about, you know, people turning on their quarterback, stuff like that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. 
So, of course, you know, if you're you're not performing well and you're getting paid to perform, you know, things are going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, it starts with the quarterback and you got to keep him up if you want to be successful. So Right. And and Ethan, you bring this. Th- I'm going to dive this right into a perfect segue here. And this is what I want to say. This is a business at the end of the day for a lot of people and especially this organization. Excuse me for one second. So the reason I talk about this is a very big topic. As soon as... um. Trevathan went down and and throughout the whole game, I saw a lot of stuff on social media and a lot of people were excited about how Kwiatkowski was playing. Now don't get me, now don't get me twisted. I think Kwiatkowski is a great player and he's not great, but he's a good player, good role player. He steps in and does what he's supposed to do when somebody goes down, but to see people sit there and say that they don't understand how he doesn't start for this team. I don't get it. You cannot be that stupid to tell me that you think Nick Kwiatkowski should be a starting middle linebacker, a little middle linebacker on this team. He's the third best middle linebacker on this team. Am I wrong? Yeah. Was, were you on one of those Facebook groups? I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to mention where it was, Brandon. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. I, I, my personal. I saw it on Twitter is, too. Yeah. No. And people are going to say what they want to say, but Trevathan is proven. He proved himself in Denver, won a Super Bowl over there, came over here, and has been one of the staples and you know one of the you know, there's, foundations of this defense. So there's one thing you cannot do that Trevathan can do compared to anybody else on this team. Danny Trevathan is the quarterback of this defense. Danny Trevathan makes sure that everybody gets lined up. He is a true bona fide leader and he solidifies that middle. I'm not saying that Kwiatkowski is a bad player, but I don't think he has the same leadership and I don't think Roquan is ready for that role. No, and he either. doesn't have the same pedigree either. Absolutely. You're telling me he's not you're the telling breed me, listen, yet. listen, you're t- listen, just just put this into perspective, okay? You tell me Khalil Mack's gonna go into the huddle and listen nope. to someone that's been in the in the fuck on the bench for the last five years, or is he gonna go listen to Danny Trevathan, his boy? Absolutely. And it's not that Mac doesn't like Kwinkowski. I'm sure he loves him. Hey, he's, he's great. Not- nothing hey. wrong. Hey, nothing wrong. He is a he's a he's a good player. He's gonna fill his role. He's gonna give us a lot of tackles. He's a tackle machine. Every time that he's had to fill a role or when he had a starting position, he has, you know, he's at least done that. So today we saw a pick. That's that's a new arsenal of his game that he opened up today. I honestly did not expect that it was honestly given to him, but he did everything that he could do today to help the Bears win. And I, and I think, you know, coming off the bench, cold, great performance. And he does that, though. And, and the reason the only reason I'm truly scared is he's going to be a liability in coverage. So if Chuck Pagano can mask that, then fine. But at the end of the day, and I'm going to put this out there right now, and actually I, I, I'm going to do some, I'm going to do a piece on this because people want to sit there and say that they would almost, they would rather sign him next year and get rid, rid of Danny Trevathan. You are absolutely, certifiably a fucking moron if you think you would take Nick Kwinkowski over Danny Trevathan. I don't care that Danny Trevathan is, what is he going to be, 31, 32 years old? I don't give a shit. He consistently performs, and he's a true leader on this defense. There's no reason that he should not be back here next year. And I think if it's if it was in my eyes, I bet you you could sign the both of them. Not both of them. Either one of them will get signed for the same amount of money. The only reason Kwiatkowski will get paid more is because he will go somewhere else to get paid more. But both of them would get about the same amount. And I'm going to keep Danny Trevathan 10 times out of fucking 10 times because he's a better player and he's solidified. Because you said it right, Brandon. He goes into that huddle. He's going to say, guys, we need to fucking do this. Fine. 
Because guess what? Who's going to walk into that huddle now that DT's out? I I, I really don't know. I mean, it, Roquan's going to have to step up too. But, but real quick, too, I, I mean, and, and I was going to say, the thing is, is that, the me, you know, think of the message you're sending your team to. If you just go ahead, you know what I'm saying? If you just let him walk. He, he gets hurt. This is the, you know, I, I dare I say it. I doubt it's the last time we ever see him in a Bears Absolutely. uniform. But if people but, were saying that on Twitter today is that could be the last time. And I was like, yeah. You're and it's like, no, if the money is there, if he's able to come to an agreement, him and his agent and his camp are able to come to an agreement with Ryan Pace for the right number, and we can bring him back for three, maybe a fourth year option. I'm with that. I'm but cool. not even just that. I, I sit there and I say this. You said it actually, and this is a key thing. Khalil Mack, you can you can adjust his money, and that's why I said this previously weeks ago. If you were to walk into a room and Khalil and and Danny Trevathan was going to say, "I want this much money," and you said, "Well, we don't have that," and then they go, "Well, that's unfortunate." If all of a sudden Khalil Mack gets wind of that, you know what he's going to do? He's going to dial up Ryan Pace and say, "I'll take my cut. Give him the money." Click. That's going to be it. He's going to want him around, and I don't know. And it's nothing against Quinkowski, but if you were to say, "Oh well, you know what? Hey, hey, Mac, we can't keep Quinkowski around. What, what do you want to do?" He's gonna go draft another guy. <laughs> like it's not the same. It's your. It, it, it's not the same thing. You know, it, it, it's simply I don't know not. How you don't bring, I don't. I don't know how you vote <laughs> to not bring Trevathan back when you Absolutely. still. When or so are we in favor for bringing Floyd back? Because. Right, I've moved just, on from I moved on from that a long time. Absolutely. So, so try to get that money off. So are you I, for or not for Trevathan being back? I am for Trevathan being back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's going to cost you the same amount no matter what. But you know, and that's why I'm saying like that crazy shit. And then the other thing that I would just want to pop off for a minute, and we'll wrap up here. Um, and this pissed me off today. So what has everybody been clamoring for for the last? two weeks now they wanted the change guys they wanted the change on the offensive line well you got your change on the offensive line guys white hair's back at center daniel's back at guard and what did we see rear its ugly head today brandon i know what this is the lack of a running game well not just the lack of a running game the fucking stupid low snaps the low the high snaps, snaps. Oh. yep Yep. Yeah. Oh, and well, Nagy I mean, even said in the press conference too. He's like, "Oh, we had this last year." Oh yeah, well, we had this, having them not, this year. Yeah. Oh, it happened last year. It's not a big deal. We 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 know what we're getting into. Really? You think that's okay? But that's a problem. And and the reason I bring this up because it pisses me off, and I get so annoyed because I'm not I'm not going to go out there. And there's several people all over Twitter today that were, "Oh yeah, finally we're getting Cody Whitehair back at center. This should have happened weeks ago." And guess what? Low snap. High snap, snap misses Trubisky, and then oh, you know what you're getting? Oh, what the hell is he doing? This is this is terrible. What is he doing out there? Didn't you guys want the change? Didn't people? I saw tons tons of fans and other places that were saying, "Oh, I can't believe you know finally we get the change," and then they're bitching about the change because of the low snaps. You know that's what you're getting. It happened last year, people. Wow, where did you think that was gonna fucking change? White hair hasn't snapped the ball in, in eight months. Like, what did you think was going to fucking happen? Of course he's going to snap it low again. That's one of the reasons they made the change. I, I thought the too, change I mean, came. I mean, think about it, too. Soldier Field surface sucks. So, I mean, not to say that, that you know, you should still be able to get the ball up. But, yeah, I mean. I think it's this, the way he snaps it, personally. If you, yeah, I have never personally been a long snapper or a center in any level of football, but.
but I, you know, it is, it's very technical. It's very, it's technique heavy. You have to have your form correct. And it's almost like, you know, for him, it's tough because, you know, you're snapping it and within a second, you got someone coming down your throat. So, I mean, he's used to having to just worry about blocking. Now you have, now you have a whole nother element added to just blocking. So on top of that, I mean, he, it's, I mean, maybe it's mental. I don't know, but yeah, he gets ahead of himself. I don't know. It's too much. It's too much for this offense to just have so many mechanical issues across the board. Well, but, and that doesn't even top I mean, off, Brandon, because then you get Daniel back at, at guard, and and he gets a, a you know a flag today, and Massey gets a flag, and it's like there was you know, quite so a, there was quite a few undisciplined flags, and that was one of the things that we were heavy about. You know, you got to play discipline this week. But my thing is, is this offense. Although, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and crown them. They did, they did do some things right today, and they did do other things wrong. One of the things that we wanted to see continue to be a staple in this offense was the running game, and they were not able to get that developed today. They only were able to get 81 yards on 24 carries. So, yeah, not, not a- great numbers, but I'm glad that, you know, you still tried to run. It should have been more oh, yeah. when you were up. Absolutely. And that's well, the they're, thing. they're right there in that 25 carry mark that, you know, I'm always stressing, like, you want to be even. You want to be, you know, about 50 or 40, 60 on your play calling. And, you know, let's say that we were able to get more run involved. I guarantee you Mitch could have had a chance at Ethan's vaunted 303 game. So, you know, and, and but that's the thing, man. Like, it's just, you know. They're there, but they're not there. And, and the reason I say this, too, is like I actually saw this <clears throat> this post today. So it says outside of the Bears, three straight touchdown drives from the end of the second quarter to the beginning of the third quarter. They had nine other drives that totaled a whopping 34 plays for 63 yards. So the silver lining here, guys, is they weren't as good as we truly thought they were. The Detroit Lions gave that game away as well. They beat themselves. They could have beat us. And this team truly is still not to where they should be. Yes, they got to win. Fine. Whatever. People can read the box score and go, Mitch Trubisky threw three touchdowns, didn't throw an interception, had a great quarterback rating. Whatever. You should have been better. You should have ran the ball more when you were up. The other stat I saw at the end of the game, I think it said the Chicago Bears in their history, was some odd 200-something games or something like that, being up by 14 going into like the fourth quarter or whatever, they were like a perfect 200 and something and oh, they'd never like lost the game like up that much or something like that. And, and it's crazy. And they still almost blew that. They probably would have blew it if it was Stafford, by the way. But it just, at the end of the day, I still don't feel great about the game. I, I think it's, it's something where I've been saying it for weeks, guys, is when are they going to let me down? And I felt after that, that touchdown, when it got to 13 to 20, I was like, here we go. This is what's going to happen. We're going to get shit on, and it's going to be a huge joke. But I don't know. Take the win, guys. I don't know what else you guys have to say. But, I mean, I got one last thing, but go ahead, Ethan. I mean, I think that today was an important step. You know, obviously, like you said, we're not 100% yet. I don't think we're anywhere near it. Uh, but a lot of things to take away and a lot of things to look forward to uh, next week when it's – I mean, this is – not that they're not all season-defining at this point, but you know this is a season-defining game against the Rams on primetime television in L.A. So, I mean, this is the week that if you're going to get it as close to perfect as you can, I mean, this is the week to do it. So, 
Uh, it's got to be a hard week of practice. It's got to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a good week of of not watching film. I think it's got, or uh, of watching film. I think it's got to be. Ooh, I, I can't wait to hear it. We're going to hear it at the end of the week, Brandon. We had a great week at practice. Uh, sun came up. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, an idiot. I'm not an idiot. We're going to be all right. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry to cut the, cut you off. No, but you're but good. You're good. It's, yeah, it's I, a, it is, you're 100% right, man. This is important. This is on a national stage where, and they're not flexing it. So that's official. They've, they've already shown the graphic that it's Sunday night football, so they're not going to move it. I, so, I just think. Preparing for a game of this magnitude is easier to do after a win, regardless of the score. Yep. Obviously, they move on after 24 hours, but regardless, you're coming off a win. Um, Against a divisional opponent. You're 2-1 yeah, right. in the division now. Right. I saw an idiot post that they're 3-0, and and I laughed, but that, that's that's not here nor there. It's you got to go out and beat a team. We'll talk about it you know, on the, the future podcast as well, but against the Rams team that right now is probably you know a very beatable team. Yeah, but it'll be in L.A. That's what we got to remember this time. That's true. But Yeah, I mean, this Rams team, though, I mean, they Jared Goff is the West Coast Mitchell Trubisky, bro. Did you guys watch that game against the Steelers today? He was playing like shit. I've watched a lot of Rams football because my dad's a huge Rams fan, so this is the me versus my dad bowl. But I will tell you, like Ethan said, this is a very winnable game. They could play this game in London. They could play this game in Mexico City. They could play this game in my backyard at Husky Stadium. The Bears will have a chance 10 times out of 10, and it's because Jared Goff is a mental midget. Oh, my God. You know, and that's the thing, guys, is, you know, we're going to take the win. It's a win. But the last thing I have to say, and I am – they have not dropped the video yet because I can't wait to see because the memes. I saw, have all, picture, I saw pictures, I saw pictures and, and there's been like, there's been memes going all day about you know certain players that have been in the pictures for Club Dub. And actually, real quick, in Matt Nagy's press conference, which caught me off guard today, he said they do a Club Dub every Sunday or uh, every Saturday morning. And I went, "Are you they've serious? Been running, they've been running they've been doing practice that since last club, year. I was gonna say they've been running practice Club Dubs and then not yeah, actually right? able to execute it. And you know yeah. what? Not to be a super downer guy, but I mean, it's like we are not in a position to be celebrating just win by win. We got to continue to win week in and week out, and we can potentially bring back Club Dub, you know, next season. So we'll, we'll discuss it in the offseason. So the last thing I have to say, my last little rant of the night here, guys, is simply this. You know, they, they said Club Dub was going to be open today. They were all excited about it. I didn't want it personally because I don't feel like you deserve to be showboating around on a win that you barely pulled off against a backup quarterback against one of the worst defense in the leagues right now, a team that gives games away. And then to hear Matt Nagy's press conference and basically shit on the media and the fans and say, no, we never discussed not putting this out. This team deserves it. They, they deserve to, uh, you know, be, be showing this around, but guess what? I don't care that you get to be showing this round. I don't need to see it. Go ahead and do it in closed doors and enjoy it yourselves because as a fan base, we don't need to see your piss poor attempt at club dub that compared to last year's. And we don't need to see it because you don't deserve if you're not the biggest, the biggest reason I, I, I don't like this is you're talking about how you're, you're doing this for you guys and you're not doing this for the fans anymore. Well, guess what? We don't deserve to see it because you guys still aren't putting a great product on the field. You're taking steps to try and be there. But in the back of my head, every step of the way for the next several games now, I'm going to sit here and go, 
when am I going to get disappointed in the next seven games? Here's my take on that. And I agree 100% with you that I think that, you know, this team doesn't deserve the, the club dub. But at this point, that's what the team needed. And I agree with you. I, you know, I think and, that if you're, and that's if, you're not doing it, if you're not doing it for the fans, then, you know, don't but I feel like that's social media. I feel like that's being put out for the fans. And, and you don't, you're saying you don't care about it right now. So I mean, I think, I think that there's a lot of people, I think, I think there's a lot of people outside of us that will also, I mean, there's, a, we've all seen them on social media. There's a lot of those, those fans that the Bears can do no wrong. So I right. think you still have to, you know, to, you know, appeal to that. But, you know, at the same well, time, there's football critics like us that, you know, go more in depth than just, oh, the Bears won 20 to 13. You know, the Bears won 20 to 13, but this- uh, shit. I saw some, I'm not going to name them, but there's a certain media post that somebody put out that was Mitch Trubisky's best game of the year. And I sat there and I went, if that's his best game of the year, that's fucking sad. That is absolutely pathetic that you're going to sit here and tell me that a three touchdown, 173 yard passing performance is his best goddamn game of the year. His Washington game was better than that. Yeah, don't, don't ruin Ethan's day, okay? I'm Ethan. not, but I'm just saying. No, the- no, I, I, he's, he's saying good. I mean, he's saying facts. I mean, I'm you know, at the end of the day, Trubisky made good throws today. He did get sacked throw. five times, though. Absolutely. So you can. And yes, Anthony Miller was laid out with white chalk around his body. So I, we'll wrap up here, guys. But that's the one thing I do want to dive into what, for one quick second here is. Yes, Mitch Trubisky's got sacked five times. Actually, our good buddy Juice doesn't call him Maserati, Mitch. Doesn't call him anything else. You want to know what he calls him? He calls him the Macarena, Mitch. Because all he's doing back there is dancing around, just waiting to get his ass sacked. Run the fucking ball. Get something. Throw the ball out. Do something other than getting sacked for once. And it just, he nearly got, I think, three receivers killed today. He got Anthony Miller laid the fuck out for a little while. I think he got... um, he nearly got Allen Robinson killed. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, I don't want to see, and I'm seeing it all over already, but don't look at the box score. Watch the game, and if you can sit there and tell me that you truly think that was his best game of the year, I, I don't think he's had a best game of the year. I think he's been shit all year. Uh, I think this was a game that's passable. This is, if you're in grade school, uh, somebody's going to say, yeah, you passed. They're not going to give you a grade because you you're not at that point because they don't want you to cry. So really right now it's Mitch Trubisky, you passed for the day, so you don't go home and cry to mommy and daddy or your your skinny ass girlfriend and, and and say, Well, oh, they're being mean to me again this week. Can we can we take the TVs down at Hallis Hall, guy? I, I don't feel good. I feel oh bad about my myself. God. You know, but it's pitiful, man. We're we're a hard nosed city that grows some set. I don't ca- I don't care what people are gonna say. That I'm good. Uh, Ethan, do you have anything else for everybody tonight? No, I think you pretty much wrapped it up with that one. Get ready that. for the fucking enjoyed, Rams game. I enjoyed the mini rant. You know, it, we got to get ready for LA. We'll be back later this week, guys, to preview the week 11 matchup do we, against uh, do the we, LA Do we want to quickly end with our players of the game? or how? Or... All right, there's that Pat O'Donnell and Nick Winkowski. There you go. I'll That's go my... Trubisky, Kwiatkowski. You're a dick. I'll yeah. go the Polish and I And I will, uh, you know, I am not normally the most negative person, but I will leave our listeners with this. For Trubisky, we will call it a half a step in the right direction. Obviously, you want and then to see sack. Yeah, and then a sack. But, I mean, we're not, you, you know what you're getting with, Mitch. We're not going to get 
you know, a game changing 300 yards, three touchdowns week in and week out. We're not even going to get three touchdowns, maybe more than two, three weeks out of the season. So let's just, let's just get to the end of this season. Let's assess our cards, see where we can go from here. But I mean, like I said, in my, in my, you know, I said it to a buddy earlier, you know, Mitch is playing on borrowed time. I said it on Twitter earlier as well. Mitch is playing on borrowed time. This is the end of the road for him. This is his last year with the Bears. I did not see him being brought back. But, again, similar to Kwiatkowski, he's playing for his NFL career. So you want to see him at least go out with a bang. So with that note, guys, we will be back later this week to preview the L.A. Rams game, Week 11 matchup, Sunday night football, a little bit of Sunday night football action, guys. And uh, other than that, guys, though, Brandon, you got anything for these fine fans? of Chicago with the 20-13 win against these Detroit Lions tonight. Bear down.